This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hello, everybody. This is Father Craig Vosick, your host today, going into our second hour of Real Presence Live. I'm coming to you from the University of Mary. We had a great first hour where I just talked and talked and talked and talked, and it was wonderful. And now we're going to have another hour where I talk and talk and talk, and it's going to (laughs) be wonderful. Oh, who's laughing? That's John Berger. John Berger, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. We're so glad to have you. You're always great to visit with about what's happening here in the Diocese of Bismarck and uh, at the Cathedral or or in the city of Bismarck itself. Uh, We'll be talking a little bit about uh, preparing for Christmas. Uh, Now we're going to, people, just so you know, for you hardcore Advent uh, people, they're like, we can't talk about Christmas. We have to only talk about Advent. I agree with you. I agree with you. But the entire purpose of Advent is to prepare well for Christmas. So that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about, uh, we want to talk about the nativity scene. Uh, We want to talk about the the beautiful tradition of the nativity scene. And if you're going to have a nativity scene on Christmas, you got to set it up. You got to get it ready. Like it's just got to be out there. Now you might not put anybody in it. You know, it's just like an empty nativity, but it should be there as a preparation because we're, we're getting ready for this commemoration of, um, of our Lord's birth at Christmas. So, John, that's what we want to talk about today. Now, why in the world are we talking to you about it, though? What's the deal? Well, well, here's the deal. Um, Father Eli uh, became the pastor at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit in December of 2019. Okay. Which happened to be, you talked in the last segment about uh, the Pope issuing different letters, and right. in December of 2019, he issued a letter on the importance and the significance of the nativity scene. Now, that's just, let's just stop right there. That's so fantastic. Like, that's just fantastic that the Pope, I mean, he's, he's governing a church of 1.4, 1.35 billion people. I just looked that up a couple of days ago. 1.35 or 1.4 billion people, uh, and he's got nations and uh, ambassadors and diplomatic relations and all kinds of things. And he writes a beautiful letter on the nativity scene. Right. I mean, just that he did that is fantastic. Yeah. It's just great. And, and we need it. Yeah, we we need it. We need to be reminded of it, even though we've all experienced it. And so, Father got there in December, and we have a small nativity scene at the cathedral that's inside. And um, it's, I don't know, you know, 20% size or 15, you know, it's tiny. Yep. But yet the little children and the toddlers yeah. will want to climb in there, <laughs> and they want to be right in there with oh. Jesus. And so when Father got there, he said he came to the Knights. Um, I've, at that time, um, I became the, uh, really involved with the Knights and became the Grand Knight. And he said, I want to do this on a different scale. I want to do this on a close to a life-size scale, and I, w- I would like the Knights to build a nativity. Oh, that's the perfect people to do it. And so, um, with his leadership, and his, he put a t- pile of work in it, uh, we built what I think is an absolutely gorgeous uh, nativity scene. And uh, so, yeah, we purchased the figurines, we found a, a gentleman by the name of Andy Dykert, who was kind enough, uh, lives down by Raleigh, he had a barn. We went down uh, that he was that was you know getting dilapidated, and so we we harvested barnwood, both red and white. Uh, it, it's the thing is going to be fantastic. It's it's large. It's it's got good size to it. So the, you've just finished building this thing now? Is that the deal? We did. Yeah. In fact, uh, it was actually built on the north side of the of the of the office um, uh, the office there, mm-hmm. and then we had to take the walls and the roof off 
relocate it, and now well, we're in the process. So it's physically there, and now the, the roof and the walls will be reattached, and we're going to bless the nativity this Saturday. So we can talk about that later, but okay. not we're going to. Father is going to. Yep. <laughs> the priest, that's what he does. He blesses things. Um where is this going to be at by the cathedral? Just out of personal curiosity. Just right in the in the front. So on the uh, like right next to the outside. Yep, right in the very front. It'll be facing. Uh, it'll be facing northeast. So it'll be very visible, and oh, it's right going to be. Corner, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, we wanted it to be. Uh, Father wanted it to be extremely visible. It'll it'll be it'll be lit, but not you know not in a way that's going to be obnoxious. Sure. It's going to be beautiful. So, uh, everybody, you can't see this, uh, but I'll just kind of explain. This is a, a this is a, a three room. There's kind of a primary big opening room, you know, kind of manger looking area, and then there's kind of two side rooms with really beautiful uh, old old wood, making it seem like it's been there for a long time. Uh, but it's, it's put together with like a glorious roof on top of it as well. So uh, this is going to be an incredible addition to the um, to the Christmas season at the cathedral. Uh, but we So we're talking about that properly at the cathedral of, of the Holy Spirit here in Bismarck, but that's not the only thing we want to be talking about. We want to just draw attention in this segment to the reality of the, uh, the nativity. Um, so let's go Let's go. You mentioned, uh, John, that the little children are trying to crawl in uh, to the nativity scene in a, in a smaller one. Um, but this isn't only for a, chi- a child's imagination. This also fires things in an adult's imagination. My mother is awesome and wonderful and beautiful and glorious and holy and sweet and darling. And I just can't, can't go on and on and on about my mother. But she loves the nativity. Uh, we have in our house... Maybe this is inappropriate. I don't even know. But we have in our house probably like 20 different nativity scenes. I mean, it's like in every, it's in every room. There's one at the Christmas tree. There's one on top of the piano. There's one over by the kitchen table. There's one upstairs in each room. I mean, there's just nativities everywhere. She loves it. She, it's her favorite time of the year. And she loves the little pieces. Oh, my nieces and nephews love the little pieces moving around. Uh, you know, so this is not just for children, also for adults, both in the home. An nativity scene, but also these larger ones, uh, a public display of our faith uh, on lawns and um, outside of churches. You know, right? And and it, like you said, it's not just for the children. I, if I could just read one little line out of oh, uh, that Pope Francis here had. All right, let's go to the document. The, the, the nativity scene has invited us to feel and touch the poverty that God's son son took upon himself in the incarnation. Implicitly, it summons us to follow him along the path of humility, poverty and self-denial that leads from the manger of Bethlehem to the cross. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing because uh, as, as, as we know, uh, as Christians, everything leads to the cross. But it's such a beautiful, it's, it's just beautiful to think, this is what we were talking about, Father, this morning in our men's group, to think that if you were God, that you would say, I think this is the way I should start this. I'm going to send my son down and have him Born in a manger, and then after we'll have you know we'll have them have to flee to Egypt, and then and then we'll have him live with the Holy Family for thirty years before he's revealed. Like who would do that? Yep, yep. No, I mean this is so the scripture. You've heard the scripture over and over and over again, and I oftentimes wondered exactly what was going on in the scripture. But uh, a stumbling block to the Jews. And foolishness to the Gentiles. And I was always wondering what this a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. That that God so take the 
take the Gentiles, the Greeks in particular, uh, that a god would be a human, uh, that is like, this is foolish. Yeah. This is completely yeah, foolish. It is, it is foolishness to the Gentiles. And for, uh, for the Jewish, uh, the people of Judaism, uh, a total a stumbling block to their idea that God would be incarnate. It's a total stumbling block. Like, so like, on the human level, it's a stumbling block and it's foolishness that, that, God, that this would be God's plan. But in His wisdom, He knew that this was going to be the way of salvation. Man, this is crazy. This incarnation, this is the scandal of the incarnation, huh? Um, it's the scandal of the incarnation that is, uh, that is our salvation. Uh, we get to, in the nativity, well, I just love the image you gave of the children going in. Like, we get to play, in a way. We get to play and imagine. Uh, I mean, this is, this is like the full-time job of children, is to play. And through play... Uh, to imagine, and, the, and then the imagining becomes real to them. Uh, and so, I mean, in, in Bismarck and Mandan, there's been a lot of movement with regard to uh, this this child-centered uh, education with Montessori method, catechesis of the Good Shepherd, and they will have, uh, the little kids will have little altars, little chalices, little vestments, little things, and as they get older, they'll have bigger ones, whatever, because it's then they can play at the level that they are and enter into the reality. Yeah, so Fa- these- Father, my uh, my grandson, uh, John Paul, he, he's doing catechesis of the Good Shepherd over, yeah. at, over at the cathedral. Yeah. And when he when he was over the other day, he uh, he he decides when it's time to 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 do to to do church to do church or something, and so he'll he'll want some music on that's some type of children's music or it could just be Gregorian chant. He loves Gregorian chant, mm-hmm. and he'll go find a book. And he will lift it up high, and he will process around, and he wants everyone to get behind him. Yes. Like, everyone to get behind yes. him. Yes. It's so great. <laughs> it's so great. And so, with regard to the nativity, it's the same thing. So, I mean, with my nieces and nephews, but also just for myself, I always, you know, I set up my nativity scene, and I have it empty for the first little while, you know, because, you know, I try to trace kind of how this was going. I know that G, uh, that Joseph and Mary aren't there yet. You know they're coming down from Nazareth, so I usually set them somewhere out, somewhere you know down the down the way, and then as the weeks each week of Advent, they're kind of moving closer. And I right. do this, I do this myself, uh, and then they get there, and then the baby is born, and then but you've got the uh, the wise men are way out there somewhere, way over right. in a different they, room. They come a little later, yeah. And then, so they're coming, and Jesus before the <laughs> before the birth, he's hiding somewhere, and you know you put him in there, and that's a really beautiful thing to do on Christmas Eve is to actually bring the child out and place him and bless and sing a song of the of the newborn Jesus. I am 37 years old, and I love to do that. Right, right. I love doing it. We had a tradition in our in our home that we started, which is with the with the three kings when you move them, is you know to try to you'd say as a child, it's okay. You can you can move one of the kings if you can tell me how was Jesus made manifest in your life today. Okay. Oh, Jesus was made manifest through this kind of act that maybe their brother or sister did. Okay, then you can move. You can move that king closer to Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've sat, I've sat around with my nieces and nephews, and, and one of them will say, I think the king should be here. And they're like, no, no, they, they still have five days left, so they need to be over here. And so they're really engaged, and they're learning the story so brilliantly because they're, they're in it. They're moving. They're, they're moving the pieces, you know? So it's, well, and, and this is a full, this, this is designed so the, the kids and the adults will be able to walk in there. You, I mean, you can right. physically stand in there. Yeah, I mean, so it's, 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 it's going to be, it's interactive in that way. Great. Uh, let's keep talking about this uh, document from the Holy Father from 2019. Uh, when we come back from break, everybody stay with us. Uh, we're talking about the meaning and importance of the Nativity. This is Real Presence Radio. 
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision specializes in pediatric eye care and vision therapy. We partner with a national infant eye exam program called Infant C, which provides eye exams for any baby under 12 months old. Many of the major childhood eye problems, such as lazy eyes, eye turns, and ocular diseases, can be detected in this early intervention exam. Infant C eye exams can be scheduled online at www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud supporter of babies everywhere and a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. Hi, this is Bob Bricks. I'm calling to you, speaking to you from Clare City, Minnesota. I would like to speak on the subject of marriage. I have a lot of people ask me, how long have you been married? And I reply, 65 years. Oh gosh, they say that's a long time. How were you able to do that? Well, it went by in a flash. I don't know where those years went. They aren't here anymore, but we still enjoy each other. My wife is in the nursing home and I'm in the assisted living, and I go to see her twice a day. She is not mobile. She's in bed, and um, she can't talk. She can't walk. She can't move her arms, but she sure knows me, and that's what I like. So I see her twice a day, have meals with her twice a day, and so I talk to her about things that are going on. Yeah, it's been a, a, a nice trip. I've had a good life. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey, everybody. This is Father Craig Vosick, continuing as your host here, Real Presence Live from the University of Mary. I'm visiting with John Berger, a faithful man here in the Diocese of Bismarck, and we've been talking about uh, the meaning and importance of the nativity scene. So we're kind of doing a couple different things during the segment. One is we're, we're drawing attention to... Uh, physical nativity sets that people would have uh, and to encourage people in that way and to talk about the cathedral of the Holy Spirit here that they have a new one that they are going to be blessing and uh, making use of as a devotion this year also talking about um, Pope Francis's letter that he wrote back in 2019 on the nativity scene which is fantastic I didn't even know about it that's how good of a priest I am I don't even didn't even know about this letter maybe you didn't either maybe you want to read that uh, it's a beautiful letter and then I was thinking also just the uh, the uh, the incarnational reality of faith that uh, that we that we come in contact with through sacramentals, devotions, visiting places, and and, and uh, engaging different ways. So that's where we are, folks. Um, I just want to go back for a moment, John. I, it strikes me that Pope Francis, whose name is Francis, uh, writes a letter on the Nativity because Saint Francis. Uh, was the first one to do this in the Western Church. Uh, there might have been other things at other times, but he did, uh, back in his day, he wanted to 
I don't exactly remember what his purpose was, but I think it was so that people could encounter uh, something of the reality of the mystery that they were celebrating. And so he actually, maybe you, we all just presume we've done this since the first century or something, but he had this novel idea of gathering up real horses and real things that he could find uh, just outside of Assisi, north of Rome, and to gather these things and, and to put together a live depiction of uh, the nativity. Uh, and so Pope Francis, who takes his name from St. Francis, and as you so beautifully pointed out, so that we might feel and touch the poverty that God's Son took upon himself, uh, Pope Francis focusing on the incarnation, focusing on the poverty of Christ, for us to go to the to the manger, the living manger uh, that Francis set up, uh, it was really, it's really beautiful to think about. And I've, I've had the privilege of going to Greccio, um, and going to places, uh, going to a place where something happened. And just to be in the place, it is, it is so lovely. I was there, uh, I was standing kind of on the side of a hill where this area was that they think that this barn might have been used, you know, for this experience. Like, this is fantastic. St. Francis was here. And he, like, established the nativity scene here. And ever since then, 850 years ago, whenever that was, ever since then, it started to spread living nativity scenes and then material nativity scenes, which is what we're talking about today. Um, and it's just really beautiful. You've been, you haven't been to Greccio, but you've been to, you've been to Italy before. I, I was, yeah. I had the opportunity actually through, in a way, through the University of Mary. Well, because that's what my like son, My son was, uh, did a May Mester over there. Right, and at the end okay. of that, uh, I'll never forget it. It was Father's Day, I think was the day that I arrived, and my okay. son and I was staying there right in the in the shadow of St. Peter's, actually, wow. um, through Father Schneider, found me a place to be able to stay with some yeah. sisters. Yeah. It was a beautiful thing. And so, yeah, I spent a week there with my son, and uh, yeah, just being able to be there. Um, I think too of like Steve Ray. I think last night said he's been led what 180 pilgrimages 180 to the Holy Land. To the Holy Land, yeah. And so it's interesting as he as he talks about how important it is to share, you know, to share the truth of the gospel and to our Catholic faith and the beauty of our Catholic faith. I, and I haven't been to the Holy Land, but so many people, it becomes real to them. It becomes like not just something you're reading or not just something you're hearing about or not just something you believe, but something that you come to know. Mm -hmm. So I would imagine in Rome, going to somewhere like St. Peter's or, you know, these places, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, Peter's real. The Pope is real. The, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got it. You know, right? It's <laughs> exactly like right. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And, and I know this is a little bit off topic, but, you know, you were talking about one of the one of the current ways, that, and I've heard you speak on this before, is in the movie The Chosen. Oh, or in the series yes. The Chosen. Let's talk about The Chosen. This is great. On a, it causes you to contemplate this stuff and, and actually try to, I don't know how to say it other than come to, to try to come to know it in a way different than just to read it. No, this is not off topic, John. I'm glad you brought this up. This is totally not off topic. This is perfectly on topic because what's the point of setting up a nativity scene during Advent and then putting the pieces in there and celebrating through visible things? Uh, it's, it's to come to... To remember, first of all, to remember is bringing to our memory, but making use of our the faculties of our senses because we are incarnational beings, and so we use things in a material way. And so uh, the nativity scene is to help us be drawn into the mystery of the nativity in commemoration at Easter, uh, at Christmas, and the chosen is doing that not in a in a material form, you know, sitting outside of a church as a nativity scene in still, but they're doing it in video. 
Uh, and it is, it's incredibly not off topic. It's perfectly on topic because what I've, what I've regularly reflected on, maybe it was my buddy that put it out, the guy that I asked us to pray for, Father Brian Cuiava, early in the program. I think he's the one that put this out. We do this thing, every, you know, lots of people do, called Lexio Divina, mm-hmm. divine reading. Lexio reading, Divina, divine, divine reading, where you just slowly pray with Scripture. You slowly read it, and you allow it to just kind of, uh, you know, be like a slow cooker in your mind and your heart. Uh, and just let it let it ruminate inside of you, and just kind of bubble up, and let the let, just let the word of God and the images that might come, uh, lexio divina, divine reading, to encounter it in a, in a in a great way. The chosen, in a different but same end, uh, is he called it instead of lexio divina, he called it video divina, divine uh-huh. divine video, divine watching. It, it really is. It is like it, it, you're seeing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, they would have walked from this place to that place. Right. Or or this episode we just watched this last week. We're showing this at the cathedral too. But oh great. Uh, Matthew was Matthew was called, and Matthew, you know, is in his tax collector booth, and yeah. Christ is walking by with some of his <laughs> with some of his other disciples. They're like Matthew, son of I'm sorry, I don't remember his dad's son. Yep. Come and follow me, and he's like me. <laughs> Like me, mm-hmm. and it, it, you know, I mean, you just think about that. You just go, wait a minute, and, you know. And I think of the, the chosen. It's like we're all chosen. Like, yeah. like God's calling us. Like, he's 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 offering that same invitation to each of us. Like, come yeah. and follow me. Yeah, yeah. So isn't it crazy? So not only does uh, does Matthew hesitate in that scene, but Peter. I think Peter looks over. He's like, Jesus, are, you Jesus, are you kidding? Are you sure? <laughs> Are you kidding? You want that guy? You know, and but then like, Jesus says, "Yeah, they said the same thing when I called you." <laughs> Get used to different. I think he says over and over again. Get used to different. But so these interactions they make to, to draw us back to our point here. These interactions between the apostles and Jesus and Mary and the others and the poverty and living on the woods and intense and they don't have food and they're tired and they're exhausted and all these different things that are happening and like uh, enduring each other's uh, frailty and foibles over and over and over again I feel like I know Peter I feel like I know James I feel like I know Andrew so much better than I ever would have and I've read the Bible a lot a whole lot yeah. but I feel like oh yeah these, these are real people they're not just like dudes uh, with halos with flowing garments or whatever like these are real dudes well these and, and i dudes. hope i hope in this you know as we're, we're getting close to sadly close to the end of our year of saint joseph do you yeah. do you think we yeah i mean i i feel like i know saint joseph a little more but the nativity is another beautiful place to reflect on saint joseph as absolutely well. and his humility and uh it's it's just beautiful and so I think as we as we close out this year of St. Joseph, it's and the nativity was a, for, it just seemed like a great great place to uh, to to kind of launch a, a continued journey in learning about Joseph, yeah. to, so he can bring us closer to Christ. Yeah, I mean, he's this is his entire role. I was just reading it. Uh, we're praying a novena right now to St. Joseph uh, in the Diocese of Crookston, 
in anticipation of the installation yeah. of Bishop Beautiful. Cousins. So, and that's what he asked. Bishop Cousins says, in this year of St. Joseph, which is coming to a close, but I will be installed within it, let us pray a novena to St. Joseph uh, in preparation for the installation. So we're just praying that his entire ministry, his entire vocation was to safeguard the Virgin Mary uh, and to allow Christ Jesus the context, the situation uh, to be incarnate and to be able to live in that incarnation. I mean, he protects him. Uh, he provides for him in the nativity. He protects him by escaping to Egypt, brings him back, teaches him the trade of craftsmanship. Uh, he's just there totally at the service of the mystery of our salvation in Jesus. Uh, so the the, <laughs> the the nativity is so beautiful. Even like if you just have Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, and if that's all you have, you, yeah, you've, you've got, got you've, you've got, got enough. <laughs> but if you can get the angel, it's fantastic. If you can get the kings out there, if you can get some ox and ass, and you get these different things, uh, it's really it's really beautiful. So what's gonna what's gonna happen here, John? Um, this beautiful nativity scene, which has been established uh, at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit, it's really it's three quarter scale, f- f- right? Eighty percent, yeah. And we would love everyone listening to come on. Uh, well, they're this not going Saturday, to, they're not going to drive from South South Dakota to come okay, here. But parish, they could. But, but, but they, they could. Okay, but because we're having Irish coffee. Father. Oh, okay. Never mind. Maybe they will. So no. we're, we're, <laughs> tell, we're now. Tell us about this. What's going to happen? So uh, the the blessing will be after the five p.m. mass. So on Saturday, um, December 4th. on Saturday, December fourth, at right. the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit, it'll be right. right out in front. You can't miss it. And uh, after after the blessing, uh, we're going to have hot chocolate. We'll have cider. We'll have hot. Uh, we'll have uh, hot toddies. We'll have Irish coffee. We'll have fellowship. That's a Catholic party. It is, right. And we even have a Dunnigan, uh, Terry Dunnigan, in charge of our Irish coffee. So I'm sure that it's going to be good. It's going to be authentic. Right. It's going to be authentic. That's great. So, okay, so that's going to be the blessing on Saturday, December 4th. There's going to be refreshments as well. So uh, there's going to be a blessing. Is there going to be anything in the nativity at first? Are you going to place things in there, you know, uh, well, weeks? Or what's going I've, on there? I, my under, and I've, I've, this is all subject to whatever Father Eli, my understanding oh, is I course. think we're just starting with Joseph and Mary. All right. I think is all that will be there. And okay. then, then we'll have additional um, figures be added uh, over the next, you know, four, four, four weeks. Yep. Um, so, yeah. And the, and, and the other ones will be blessed out, out of the nativity, but everything yep. will be blessed, but yeah. Great, 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 great. John, thanks for coming on and drawing attention uh, for us to this letter by uh, the Holy Father, Admirabile Signum, on the Holy Father Francis, on the meaning and importance of the nativity scene. Uh, and then talking about what's going on at the cathedral. Thanks so much for being with yes, us Yes, thank you so much. I have to say, I know we're done. We are done, so uh, stop talking. Joy, oh. joy you know... I, I, you talked about do I get to come on a, ever get to go on a pilgrimage? Every time I come out here, University of Mary is a place that wants to be a place. I've heard Muncie talk, a place of joy, and yeah. every time I come up that hill, it is, it is fantastic because the, the 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 what I experience is joy. So I just want to thank University of Mary for what you guys do for, for our Catholic community. I just find it to be amazing. I'm going to tell my senior I didn't even pay you to say that. Uh, John, I think you're bringing the joy for us. So thank you so much for being with us. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back for our last segment, Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 